Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi, everyone. I'm Rohit from LifeSelfMastery.com. And today I'm excited to have Jeremy Shirk. Uh, he's an eight-figure entrepreneur, speaker, health nut, and co-founder and CEO at Nested Naturals which is an e-commerce supplement company. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Rohit, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, you know, I, I want to start uh, with the first question. Please share your journey uh, on, how you, on how you became an entrepreneur. Yes. I mean, thinking back, I, I guess it was high school when I w- was first getting, the seed was planted, so to speak, as far as what's possible. I, I, I personally did not enjoy school at, at all. I was, I was not an engaged student. And I did have this teacher, though, in, in the latter years of high school who really connected with me and, and got me onto the journey of self-development. And part of that was just being entrepreneurial, right? A lot of self-development books uh, talk about having an entrepreneurial mindset and, you know, just stepping out, taking control of your life, so to speak. So those those are all very entrepreneurial focused mindset attributes. And that's really when the seed was planted. And and after that, I didn't immediately become an entrepreneur. I did get out into the workforce and take on different jobs, which gave me a lot of good experience. But eventually uh, when I was about 20, 20, 21 years old is when I first started uh, my very first internet e-commerce business. I had done multi-level marketing and different biz ops before that and had experience with just starting things on my own. But the thing that really started to make me money was the first e-com business I started in, that would have been 2004. Oh, got it. So, um, so, uh, so you've been selling physical products since 2004 or? Uh, in, in, in different forms, they were information products. So I was selling a book or an audio program and that branched off into other info products. It, it started in those early years. It was, it was all info product based selling education, how to stuff. And that has branched into the physical products now with my current company, the skills I developed there, the experience I, I developed there naturally carried me through to now having the, the physical products uh, we're selling with nested naturals. Got it. And, uh, you know, you, you started in 2013, uh, uh, you know, that's when, the, you know, Amazon FBA was really coming, uh, coming in, into big picture. So, um, so how did you get to know about this opportunity and, you know, how did you get to decide that, yes, uh, this is, uh, this is an opportunity you want to take up? I was at a moment before I got into this business, I was, it was a period of time where I was in a transition. I was in between things. I was questioning what the next thing was for me. And just being a part of the internet entrepreneurial circles I was in, the mastermind groups and some of the different communities, I just started hearing a lot of talk about Amazon. And to me, being a Canadian and knowing about Amazon in the U.S., it, it, it started obviously as a bookstore. And I didn't really know, I wasn't really paying close enough attention with Amazon in the U.S. to really to really know that it was, it was blowing up and expanding into just many different products and becoming the everything store that Jeff Bezos had in mind from the beginning. To me, it was just still a bookstore. And in Canada, it was, it was very limited at that time. But I just started hearing all this talk about Amazon and starting a physical product. And it really started with the 
the circulation of the info in those communities about the possibility and the potential. There is an amazing selling machine course that was put out by amazing.com and, and Matt Clark, who was actually part of one of these communities I was involved with. And I never actually went through that course fully because I knew other people who had started their Amazon. They had started putting products out on Amazon and with my internet background, my e-com experience, it, it came quite naturally to me. I, I really was able to dive in head first when we made the decision to do it. And I had people I could ask questions and fall back on, but that's really what started the, the, the whole Amazon thing for me. Okay. And, um, you know, um, how did you decide to, to uh, build Nessa Naturals and, you know, focus on, uh, on health and supplements? Well, when I, first, when I first made the decision that this was something I wanted to dive into, my next, my next requirement was that it was something I had, I had passion for and I was genuinely interested in because that was, I'm not going to say a mistake I made with previous businesses, but that was something that was absent from a lot of my previous business ventures, which were really just focused on bottom line and, and pushing sales and making money. I really wanted that component of something I deeply believed in and had a passion for. And for that, it was health and wellness for me. It's always been a passion of mine. And that made it quite an easy decision moving into physical health supplements, the physical products, selling health supplement formulas, because that industry has just really grown steadily year over year as people become more conscious and more aware and more empowered to take their health into their own hands and not rely on pharmaceuticals or their doctor for information, but really improving their health themselves and educating themselves on how to do that. That became a very clear, no, how, how can I put this? It just became a, a no brainer decision for me uh, to move in that direction. And I was also uh, deeply unsatisfied with a lot of the options on the market and a lot of the claims, a lot of uh, other brands were making on their products. That was another important thing for me was approaching this from a place of integrity and honesty and transparency, which is really the driving force behind nested naturals. Okay. And um, so, you know, what is nested naturals? Is it, uh, do you focus on, on, a, on a certain say, uh, customer or is it about, uh, you know, just focusing on, on the, on, uh, on the best nutrition supplements uh, in the market? We, it's, it's funny. Whenever I say, say to someone that I, I run a health supplement company, they often initially picture fitness, sports and fitness supplements, bodybuilding stuff, right. you know, putting on size and strength. And that is definitely not what we do at Nested Naturals. That's, that's a totally different arena. And I, I consider that a, a completely different market versus what we are catering to, which is someone who's just interested in improving their health and wellness uh, from a natural uh, standpoint, looking for natural herbal formulas, natural ingredients, naturally derived ingredients, and not really uh, not going about it by, uh, you know, hardcore fitness, uh, improve your strength, you know, pre-workout stuff, as well as even the other side of it, which is fat loss and other different products out there that make fat loss claims. Ours are really like a holistic general health and wellness, really unifying everything together with a healthy lifestyle so that you can function your best world at the end of the day. Research to, to build a supplement self. brand. Um, are you getting most of your products from Canada or, or US? We started with the US. We sourced our initial products in the US and started our distribution in the US just because that's where the market is. 
The market's about 10 times, 10 times the size over Canada. And it was just the natural number one choice for us to start with the U.S. And really it started from our very, our first product, which is our Luna Sleep Aid. It started with what product would my business partner and I basically ask ourselves, what product would we want to see on the market that we would take ourselves? And at the time I was living in Southeast Asia when the, the idea first came about for this, this business. And I went traveling back and forth with the jet lag. I would take melatonin. I would take, you know, a melatonin sleep aid. And I thought we could do a lot better than, than just a melatonin sleep aid. And that's really what started the Luna sleep aid product. And obviously knowing that sleep is something so many people battle with having sleep issues, insomnia, uh, it just it just felt like the right choice for us. There, there wasn't a heavy amount of research. Obviously, we looked at the market. We looked at the options. We looked at some of the demand and the volume some of these different products were doing. But it really started with that sleep aid. And every product thereafter was just a response to a different need in the market. There was no grand plans from the beginning to build out this massive company and this massive team. We were just looking to make something happen and looking to, to make a difference. And it just started from that one product and moving on to the next, onto the next, onto the next. And it's amazing what, what has been built. I, I still look at what we built in the last four plus years, four and a half years, and I'm just amazed at what we've accomplished one step at a time. Okay. And, uh, you know, um, how, how do you make sure that the, you know, supplements are of uh, top quality products? Because, uh, I, you know, I could say that the law of supplement companies, but, uh, you know, a company like yours have really uh, made a breakthrough and created a great brand for themselves. Yeah, it starts with, it starts with the whole chain of production. I mean, it starts with your supplier. Uh, do you have a trustful relationship with your supplier? Do they have the proper quality control and, you know, just manufacturing standards in place? Where are they sourcing their ingredients? Third-party testing is, is really a huge part of it. And do you have a third-party lab that is, is certified and trustable? And are, are you sending your product to multiple third-party labs to, to really get that comparison um, with different batch tests? So um, it's, it's multiple stages to ensure that quality. And what, I, was there another question tied in there? I think I might have missed part of that. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you make sure uh, you know, that the supplements uh, are, are the best quality? Uh, mm. Because, you know, there are a lot of uh, products, uh, especially, you know, supplement business is, is easier to, to sell in the market is what I presume. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shady characters out there. I hate to say it. It's, it's a very, it's an easy market to break into and just bottle something and sell it. And you're not really going to be on FDA or the big regulatory bodies radar unless you're a big fish. So, you know, that was important to us, obviously, coming into this, selling products that, that were uh, of integrity, that were transparent so far. And as we, we discussed, what ingredients are in there? What is every in ingredient in this process? Where is it from? Um, do we have an extract versus just a non-extract for an herb, so to speak? Where, you know, extracts can be tested for their viability and their potency, where as a non-extract, uh, it's just a powder in there and you can't necessarily test for its efficacy and its potency. That's one very quick example, but it, it really comes down to the trust you have with your supplier and the testing methods and the testing protocols you have uh, with your products uh, for every purchase order you make. 
Correct. And, and, and do you also need to uh, get your supplement pro uh, products approved uh, before you sell on uh, on Amazon? Do you uh, need to be approved for health and fitness category? You have to you have to get approval to sell in those categories on Amazon. Yes, you do. And for example, in Health Canada, in Canada, there's the regulatory body is Health Canada, and they have a very specific process you must go th go through to get your product registered and approved. And you initially didn't require that on Amazon.ca, and we were actually selling our products through the platform from the U.S. But when we decided to move our products and our manufacturing up into Canada, uh, we had to meet that protocol. And we're, we're still going through the process of getting all our products approved and registered with Health Canada. It's, it's a lengthy process. It can take many months to do that and, and lots of hoops to jump through. But we're going through that so that we are you know, meeting the standard and the regulations set here in Canada. Um, and yeah, there's, it, it's depending on where you're selling in certain in certain areas of the, US, uh, of the world, in the UK or overseas, some of the ingredients uh, have different mandates on whether you're even allowed to sell them versus other countries. So we, we always have to be mindful of that when expanding into to new countries. What are the regulations of that country? What uh, are the regulations around some of the ingredients or all of our ingredients in our products? Do we meet those? Are we able to sell that product in that country? So it, it's, it's a requirement, not just on the Amazon platform, but also in the countries and as far as what the government has set forth as far as regulation. Okay. And, and, and are you focusing only on the U S and Canada platform or uh, are you also selling in other countries, uh, say Europe mm -hmm. and Asia? Yes, we're present in Europe and Asia, not to the same scale as uh, the U S right now and, and Canada. But we, we have expanded into some of those other areas. They don't have our full attention at this moment. But um, as, we, as we conquer each new territory, we'll put more resources and more focus into those, those uh, other territories overseas. Got it. And, you know, what are the kind of profit margins when you, when you run a, a supplement business? And, um, you know, if you can uh, you know, give us a, a slight overview about, about the revenue numbers you're doing, uh, you've done last year. Um, we, we broke into the eight figures for the first time last year. And as far as the profit margins, like uh, as far as each product, it depends. So some products have, have better margins than others. It just depends on the formula, the amount of ingredients, the, the cost that those ingredients um, are to us. And, and we, you know, we always structure it to, to be as healthy as possible, but the profit margins can range anywhere from 30% uh, down to 15%, uh, depending on, on the product in question. Okay. And, and, and you know, how, how, how do you market the products? Uh, I know, you know, uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people focus on viral launch and some of these, uh, these softwares to, to market the products. Uh, but, but other than, you know, Amazon, which was really pushing on the product in 2000, say 2013, 14, but now, you know, things have become so, so different. So, you know, how, how do you market the product so that you stand out from other supplement companies? Well, you know, as, as far as how we market, I'll answer the first part of it. As far as how we market the products, there's many different ways with, with Facebook ads. We're working with an ad agency right now. Um, there's wholesale relationships you develop. And uh, obviously building our audience, building our email list through platforms like YouTube, and putting out content in, in different forms. 
as far as how we make ourselves different, I mean, from the beginning, our, our ethos has been all about honesty and transparency and, and our brand and our brand voice has been very unique. And really in such a crowded space, that is really how you differentiate yourself as far as who you are as a brand, what your voice is, what you stand for, what your beliefs are. That is really how you get the raving fans and the people devoted to your brand and willing to choose you over someone else in such a crowded space is really how are you connecting with your audience? And do you have that full, full connection of, of beliefs and what you stand for and what you represent? And from my experience, it's really about full authenticity through and through. I mean, you can't really manufacture that. I, I believe at the end of the day, you know, the marketplace and customers can sniff out whether you're being false or not, especially in such a transparent world we're living in now with social media and putting things out there into the world with content and your products and what you say about your products. If, if you're saying certain things about your products and then it's discovered that you're not standing up to that or living behind that um, or putting your money where your mouth is, you're going to be called out and that's going to actually work against you in a counterproductive way. If, if, if your brand and, and what you believe in and your voice has been all about one thing, but you actually are representing something else, it can actually work against you. So I, I really believe for any brand owner out there, it's about finding that authentic voice of yours and staying true to that. And that's really how you win in, in, in the marketplace. And it's, it's what everything's moving towards now. Again, as I said, with transparency, with social media, customers are really just craving that connection with the brands they buy from. Yeah, you're right. You know, uh, millennials are, are, are getting attracted to brands uh, who are authentic and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, unlike appearance, they, you know, they're not looking at uh, buying brands from big, bigger corporations. Uh, so, so certainly, you know, the economy has, has, has changed and the brand's marketing has, has also changed over the years. Yeah, and it's, it's different than just going, you're right, it's different than previous generations <clears throat> where you're just walking into a store and you're, you're presented with what's on the shelf and you're really just looking at price. <clears throat> maybe, a, maybe a label attracts you in some way more than another, but there's so many more options out there now. And again, with the transparency and, and more ways to buy online, you can do your research. You can look at the reviews, what other people are saying. Uh, you can you know, do your research into the brand. What's the story? Who are the people behind this? There's so many more tools at the customer's disposal and they're making use of that as they should. I think it's a beautiful thing. But again, if you want to stand out, it's, it's, it's not just like, here's our product at a better price. I, I really believe you got to get to the truth of who you are and be very skilled at communicating that to the marketplace to really make that connection and win at the end of the day. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, you've also partnered with uh, Vitamin Angels, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, can, can you talk about them and whatever other partnerships are you doing outside of uh, Amazon FBA? So our partnership with Amazon, uh, well, you said Amazon FBA and then Vitamin Angels. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, vitamin, our partnership with vitamin angels is it's not selling our products. It's really, we wanted to find a charity that aligned with our values of, of health and wellness and vitamin angels was perfect for that since they, they are a distribution essentially for getting vitamins to areas in need to women and children in need all over the world. And it's not our products that they're distributing. They have their own, 
uh, means of production and distribution at getting these low cost but, but high quality uh, vitamins and nutrition to these women and children in need in, in different parts of the world. So that was just a place for us to give back. You, you know, some of our profits and some of our proceeds, we give back to uh, people in need. And, and they were just the perfect uh, channel to do that for us as they aligned with our values. And as far as Amazon FBA, that is, that is a distribution channel for us. That's one of our primary distribution channels where we sell our products, where we reach our customers, and it's been very good to us. Uh, we've been branching out into other areas. Obviously, we take sales on our website, and we're building our own audience not, uh, that's off of the Amazon platform where we can communicate with the customers more. Because as great as Amazon is, as amazing as it is, and we're going to continue doing business there, uh, it's really not our customer at the end of the day. It's Amazon's customer. And our hands are a little bit tied on how much we can communicate with the customer how much we can establish a connection with them. So it's very important to us to actually establish that connection in areas that are not on the Amazon platform. And that's something we're working very hard towards doing, you know, this year and moving into the next year ahead. Okay. And, and when you talk about platforms, are you looking at, uh, you know, uh, phys physical distribution channels like, uh, like Walmart, uh, and other retail uh, outlets to, uh, to, uh, to you know, pull out the products or people, people can buy it, or is it only online platforms that you're looking at building your brand? We are looking at offline. However, we haven't focused on the big retail giants. It's more smaller scale wholesale relationships with smaller retailers, uh, mom and pop shops, people who, who own a, a little health store um, or a, a chain of health stores and that's worked well for us. We've made some great progress on that in the last several months. Um, but for, for us, it's really important to have that relationship because those, those smaller stores have a better relationship with the customers as well, right? People going to those stores versus a, a big box store, which is not the same type of thing, is, is important to us. And I, it's not to say we won't get into the big box retailers, but that's more of a, just a numbers game. And, and they're just they're just looking at whether, you know, the, the retail, the relationship uh, will benefit their bottom line. And often you have to put on a lot more investment as a retailer just to get shelf space. And they're wanting big, massive commitments on marketing budgets. And it's a different game. It's a much different game than the online space, which is what we know best. And it, so we're, we're doing both and we do value the offline space, but our, our, our main bread and butter is online. Definitely. Okay, and uh, you know, I, I got to know part part your brand from from Ryan Moran. Uh, you, I think you've been there uh, on 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 Ryan's podcast uh, on capitalism. We have yes, on. we've we have a few we've had a few appearances on his podcast. That's right. Yeah, so so you know, uh, how, how did Ryan help you? Uh, you know. Uh, build your brand, or, uh, or or you know, have you have you worked with him uh, closely uh, uh, during the conference, or uh, you know, otherwise? Ryan is actually a very close friend of mine. We before he was doing, before he was running these capitalism conferences. Before I'm not going to say before his podcast. I think he had started, or you know what? I I I had met him before he started his podcast. Even if my memory serves me correctly. So he was a friend of mine. He was just doing other internet marketing stuff. We met through an internet marketing group community and we were friends. And he, however, had a big influence on 
moving in the Amazon direction because he had started it and I had seen what he was doing and he was a close connection of mine that I asked questions um, about what he was doing and, and he was really a main pivotal, pivotal uh, influence on me moving in that direction. And, and it was kind of as he was starting his community with his podcast, uh, with selling products on Amazon, I've, I've really seen every step of the evolution in that for him. And I've, I've been in every step of that along the way. We've been part of his backroom private mastermind pretty much since it started. Uh, we've gone to all his capitalism conference events. We've spoken at a few of his different, uh, he had a brand builder summit we spoke at as we have also spoke at Capcom, my business partner and I, and yeah, Ryan's been a mentor and a very close friend of mine and been uh, immensely helpful in, in different ways throughout the growth of our business. Absolutely. Got it. And, uh, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> I could see that you've got a, got a, uh, team in Vancouver. Uh, so how, how yes. many people do you have and, <clears throat> and how, how do you make sure that, you know, you hire a, uh, a, a level players in your team? We have, we have 17, 18 people in the office and then we definitely, we have remote people as well. We're somewhere in the mid twenties. If you add everyone up, people come and go at different times based on our needs. So, I don't have the exact head count at this moment, but somewhere in the mid twenties and in Vancouver, 17, 18, we, we have a very stringent hiring process. It all starts with values for us. Values are very important to our workplace and what brings us all together and has really created the amazing workplace we have. And, and we, I didn't invent this concept when my business partner and I decided to start an office, we researched a lot of these Silicon Valley companies like, Airbnb, as an example, you know, so many interviews with Brian Chesky preaching the importance of values and how it's helped Airbnb. And we really modeled that ourselves. And it's been very effective for us. Talent is absolutely important, but we've had people that are meet our needs as far as talent. They exceed our needs as far as talent applying to, to work for us, but there's just not a values fit. And that will be cause for, for not going ahead with that applicant. It starts with values for us. The, the, the skills definitely have to be there, but if the values are not, then it's just not a hire we'll make. And, and I believe that's how you get the full engagement from the employee, people excited about coming to work, people inspired about be, being coming to work, if they share the values and what you're trying to do in the world. And they're surrounded by others that share the same values as, as they do. It's really like a family atmosphere at the end of the day. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I've been following you on, uh, on some of the social media channels and I could see that, uh, you've been to South Korea a couple of times. So, uh, you know, uh, do you, do you go there often or do you have business opportunities over there? South Korea is a place I visited for the first time six months ago. Okay. I do have, I do have friends there, but I did return. Yeah. I've, I've been twice now in the last six months absolutely loved it there. I, I love Asia in general. I mean, I lived in Thailand. I've been all over Asia, pretty much every country. And it's just a place I love to go to, to relax, to, to unwind, to, to recharge. And I had friends in Korea. I, I just really loved Korea as far as the food, the culture, uh, the vibe. It, it was just an amazing place. And that's why I returned. It, it's not for business uh, 
opportunities directly. We do, we do have a relationship with a vendor, a few vendors, I believe, in South Korea. Um, but that, that's all dealt with online. Uh, our, our ops and biz development guy handles that. I, I actually don't even know who those uh, individuals or the exact people are. He's handling that. But me, me traveling, that's, that's just something I do. Uh, it's, it's something I love to do, experience different cultures and, and, and go for extended periods of time, especially when you're going across the ocean. I like to extend my time over there because you deal with jet lag. And once you're over there, I, I really like to immerse myself in the culture and spend several weeks, if possible, minimum, to really soak it up and experience it. Okay. And, and you know, uh, lastly, I wanted to ask you, is, is Amazon still a great platform in 2019? You know, somebody wants to stop building the brand uh, or, or do you think, uh, you know, people have missed the boat? Yeah, this is a question that comes up a lot. I hear this type of question a lot and I'll, I'll, I'll answer it in two ways. Has, has the game changed? Has the space and has the game changed in being successful on Amazon versus when Nested Naturals started there and launched their first product there? The answer is yes, it definitely has. A lot has changed in the last five years. However, Amazon has grown tremendously in the last five years and it's, the boat has not been missed. If, if you're willing to do what it takes and you have a brand that can succeed and meet a demand and meet a need in the marketplace, Amazon is a tremendously awesome platform to, to launch a product and get really good traction and get things started. So the boat has not been missed. I see new people. There's, there's new people in, in the communities I'm a part of all the time coming in, launching brands, launching products and being successful. So really it's how bad do you want it? Are you willing to do what it takes? Do you have the skills? Do you have the proper team? And do you have the tenacity to make it happen. Um, but I think it's an amazing, amazing place to start. And there's also, it's not just .com. One thing to remember is there's Amazon.com in the US, but there's also the Amazon platforms popping up all over the world. And they have that same trajectory as far as just starting off as a new thing. And it's a great place to start and gain traction, especially if, if you're from those different parts of the world and you know the regulations and you have the contacts and you can just get started e easier just being there, um, manufacturing your product there, per perhaps even. It's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. And we're, we're always looking at, at expanding our brand. And we may even have other brands open up in, in this year and beyond just because of the amazing opportunity that's there. Got it. Uh, um, so, you know, uh, <laughs> Uh, let's quickly do the top three, but as a, you know, uh, uh, three questions, are, are you ready on that? What's that? Uh, um, uh, so the next section is called the top three, where ask the, uh, you know, my top three questions. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's dive in. Let's do it. <laughs> got it. And, and so what's your favorite business book? My favorite business book, see, my favorite book will change often because I read so much, but one that has really stood out for me that I read last year, and it's not a conventional business book. It's called Never Split the Difference. And it's a book written by a former FBI hostage negotiator, you know, dealing with very high stakes, high pressure hostage situations. And he's basic, he basically dispensed all his hard earned wisdom on negotiations and dealing with people. And it's, it, 
he's, you know, he's, he's taken it from basically the highest level, the most high pressure, high stakes situation, but the, 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 the techniques and the, the wisdom he dispenses can be applied anywhere. It can be applied in business and can be applied with your family, your kids in any relationship. And I just think the EQ, the EQ skills and the EQ mindset and just the techniques for the empathy and dealing with people, I think are so important in business. It was, it's, it's been a huge influence and inspiration to me. And it's, it's a book I recommend anyone in business reads because it, it's so important, obviously dealing with a, a, a high stakes negotiation in the boardroom, but also just dealing with employees or dealing with people on a day-to-day basis. It's so important to have that, uh, that proper mindset of connecting with someone and really finding that common ground so that both people walk away um, feeling good about the interaction and whatever it is you're trying to move towards. Okay. And, uh, you know, if you could go back in time when you started, uh, Naturals, what is the one thing you would have focused on? If I could go back in time, what is the one thing I would have focused on? That's right. I would say, I mean, I just, I look at my path and, and my journey with this as being, we did lose, we did lose focus at one period where we tried to do too many things at once. So I, I don't know if I have a, a really solid answer to this question. I mean, we've lost focus at times and it's, it's always been a message and a mantra with our company to really focus and, and cut out the unnecessary. So I believe focus has been important, but um, I, I think our focus from starting on Amazon to then moving off into different channels and then moving into th- these different retail relationships has all been serendipitous, so to speak. And that's really how we focus and grown that thing. I feel that doesn't really answer your question exactly, but that's, that's, that's my answer. Okay. And uh, you know, uh, what's your favorite online tool, for example, Gmail, Slack, LinkedIn? My favorite online tool has got to be Evernote. I manage my, my Evernote is like just my hub of ideas, brainstorming, organizing, keeping files, documenting stuff. It's just that one-stop hub for, for everything. And yeah, I can't imagine not having Evernote. I can't imagine having separate stickies. There's sticky software or there's just having different Word documents to manage all this stuff. Evernote is, is definitely a game changer for me. All right, uh, Jeremy, we, we got to wrap up uh, the interview in a, in a while. So, all right. uh, so, you know, what are the best way people can reach out to you? The best way to reach out to me, find me on, I would say Instagram, Jer- at Jeremy Shirk, just my name on Instagram. Uh, that's, that's definitely a place you can interact and reach out. I post lots of content there. I also post content on YouTube, but I link a lot of that to Instagram as well. So I would say Instagram is the one stop place to go to. Okay. Uh, um, right. So uh, thank you very much for coming onto the show, Jeremy. I, I really appreciate speaking to you. Rohit, happy to be here. Thanks for having me, my man. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.